welcome to another episode of Over the Curb podcast, a Formula One podcast for fans old and new by Formula One fans old and new. I am here again with Shakuni. Shakuni, what's up? Hello, hello, hello. And we what are is talking up is about Hamilton on the points table. <laughs> Hamilton on podium. We are, of course, talking about Canada. Yes. How good is it to be in Canada? Like, oh, it is good, so good. How good, as Mercedes fans, how good <laughs> is it to be in Canada? It's Canada has to be like Mercedes royalty because <laughs> one or the other way we do something good in Canada. So. I am happy. I mean, the place where Lewis Hamilton won his first ever GP. Yes. yes. Canada. Um, uh, we'll I get think to Canada it. should just provide Hamilton like a citizenship or something. No, I think it will be uh, too much. He already has Brazil. He has Britain. That is enough. Like uh, Even Monaco. Is it Monaco also? Yeah, he, he has things in Monaco. So I don't think they can buy it without being citizens. Can they? Oh, I I don't know. I think yeah, because can. I know because that I know dude, for so sure many, that uh, so many rich people have so many things in Monaco. What do you think? Everybody is a citizen there. Possible, very possible. Uh, Aray, it's that, kind of like that. They... No, you buy or you invest some money in Monaco and you get citizenship. It's that way, na? Uh, kind of like this uh, Antigua and Barbados and those places. They also have the same thing. You talk as if I'm a multi-millionaire. I'm not. I'm uh, not even a single millionaire. So it's okay. not yet anyways. So <laughs> it's okay. And they're waiting for this podcast to go wild. Then yes. I will <laughs> so okay. Lewis Hamilton, if you are listening, thank you very much. <laughs> Please and, sponsor uh, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please sponsor. Please sponsor the podcast. Yeah. Uh okay. So, uh, first of all, two-minute silence for you, Shakuni, for not being able to watch the qualifying. Because I yeah. think you have missed the hypest qualifying of 2022 season yet. Like, this qualifying really? was okay. so, so crazy. Okay. And uh, so, of course, it was a wet session. If you... Yeah, I, I you know. that much I have seen your messages. And figured ki it was very wet. Right. So uh, it was a, a wet session, of course. And then we had, so Q1, um, Gasly, Vettel, Stroll, Latifi and Sunoda. So both Alpha Tauris, both Aston Martins and Nicholas Latifi eliminated. And everybody was shocked because Vettel is the yeah. king of wet races. Yeah. How did he, like, did he have like a very bad car or like no i don't know they so i think aston martin said that they they went for a different sort of tire pressure for the final lap or something like that and that's why like vettel said he did not have any rear and like saturday the most heartbreaking thing was listening to vettel's radio when he got to know that he has been eliminated from from q1 oh, because oh. that is sad that is very sad it was I have no words, but we got over that shock. And then Q2, again, I think uh, what impressed me, like the drivers who impressed me the most were Joe, of course. He yeah. was putting in performances like he was uh he was p5 at one point p4 p5 oh. like yeah i mean he put in such crazy laps like better than botas and i think people don't really give him a lot of credit but this is a track that he's driving on for the first time because we've not been in canada since 2019 i think Hmm. where that Vettel Hamilton thing happened. Yeah, 2019. That was 2019, right? So we've not been to Canada since then. He's driving for the first time and he's qualifying in the wet. Like, I think that day, FP3 was also wet because it was raining. A shame it did not rain on Sunday, but at least we had a good qualifying. Landon Norris had some problems uh, and Alex Albon went off the track right at that happened okay. uh, just before that final sector three straight starts. I, I think it's turn turn nine or turn ten or something like that. And um, but he was able to reverse and get out. I think there was just a uh, there was either like a VSC or a yellow flag. But Perez Perez went into the wall. 
and that was the first red flag of the session and Perez's qualifying was over right then and there it was oh. it was unfortunate but so people who got out of Q2 where Lando Lando had a problem with his car so he could not even put in a last lap Perez was out because he put it in the wall Alex Albon I think did not clear the time Bottas did not clear the time and Charles of course did not go out because he was anyway starting from the back hmm. but then like they did not hear the time I, do, I don't understand how is that possible what were the engineers knowing in the sense oh, did not hear the time you said right did not clear clear the time That's clear okay 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 clear yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I heard did not hear the time I was like what the hell were the engineers doing <laughs> Please take me as an engineer. I'll do better work than these guys. No. But uh, towards the end, I think one of, the, one of the, you can look at it either way. Okay. I will just tell you what happened and then you tell me if it was good or bad. So Canada, um, by the time Q3 started, it had already stopped raining. And uh, there was a significant dry line that had formed in sector two and sector three. Now, um, sector one, uh, right after, t- like into the turn one and from like from into the turn one up until I would say turn, th- turn, exit of turn two and a little bit ahead of that as well. The track was wet. Other than that, the entire track, was, it had a clear significant uh, dry line and okay. George Russell decided to put on slicks and he went I for soft tires. That is a mistake. Is it? That it is. It is. He should. He have almost gone. made it. He almost made it. He was out of the. Uh, he was out of turn two, but right, like he exited turn two, but he he skidded and went off. So that's the reason why he skidded because he should have gone for enters. Enters would have given him. Everybody much. was on enters. Everybody yeah. was on it. Nobody was on wets. I think only Q1 was fully wet, uh, like wet tires were used, but uh, Q2 and Q1, everybody was on inters, but I think it was well worth the risk. I, I mean, even if, after if that. If it would have been, if it would have, like, you know, if he would not have skid, it he would have, I think, been P1 or something, but uh, the chances of him skidding are very high because the slicks have zero grip on wet surfaces even damp surfaces so see the way i see it is he only had to get out of there and he almost did he almost did had he been able to control that car a little bit more the rest of the entire track was dry for him like uh, that dry line was very clear for him to to actually get the pole i think it was there's well a, worth it because he, they have slicks. there was there's no chance of elimination yeah but I there's mean, a reason why they have slicks different and wet different na? yeah i know but like it was just that small portion it was just that small portion i, I think it was well worth I, I think it was well worth the risk too bad it did not work but i think it wasn't that stupider decision in my I mean he still qualified 8th finish 4th I don't complain at all I think it was a good result for Mercedes it is a fantastic result for Mercedes but yeah I understand the risk quotient that he did but I would still would say that he should have gone for the inters instead of slicks no I think uh, if he would have qualified ahead there would have been some team order shit in Mercedes this weekend no 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 I don't think I don't think it would have happened no No, I think if he had he completed his lap on enters he would have been either second or third he could Mm. have been yeah so he would have gone for the first victory no I don't think he would have been able to catch up with the red he would have been able to he would have no, been no. able to um no i i seriously think that they would have done something to ensure that no the uh, setup was frozen no park for me setup you can't change the setup you can't do anything to the car after that no 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 not i'm not saying to the car i'm saying they would have done to the something in the strategy or something to maybe over do an undercut or something so that he is just like you know he can just get a chance or something what they did to science if you remember science 
in the final laps so close yet so far so close he was on older hard tires they did not have fresh set of tires they did not Ferrari have fresh set have... of tires but he was still so close in overtaking is what i'm saying he was but, so close but he he would have been able to do it if he had fresh tires they they what was the planning considering there was an entire session that happened on wets where did their tires go i don't understand i mean if you look at it none of the teams used softs which means that the deck was so high there was no when did science pit i think it was under that late safety car yeah 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 it was right? under safety car safety car that came out for i think yuki and no right uh, no wait it was before yeah. yuki no it was for yuki because yuki yuki went into the wall right after pit exit so that was a that was a, a full safety car for yuki mm, yeah, yeah 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 it was under yuki it was under yuki yeah. i keep on thinking that someone else also crashed but it no was no one crashed yeah, i yeah, think yeah, it was yuki perez and make schumacher had car failures and those two were virtual safety cars and yuki's was full safety car so yeah but it was well later into the race i think it was some 20 odd laps to go yeah and they still did not nobody went for softs like people pitted there were a lot of drivers who pitted but nobody went for softs you would think a soft tire would last 20 laps hmm they could have lasted yeah I, but no one did pit for soft no no one went for slow uh, soft yeah. i this is one race that i've seen where nobody pitted uh, nobody used soft in the entire race but anyways yeah um, good good qualifying result for me hmm you that would be very happy i mean it was unfortunate that he could not uh, at least fight i'm not saying that he would have scored points because he he did lose a couple of places at the start of the race but yeah i think he he had a decent chance to get those points but unfortunately mm. car failure and i mean he kept it out of the wall so that's something um and yeah alonso alonso p2 let's talk about alonso p2 because i mean it's alonso p2 <laughs> i happy think... to see alonso on p2 agreed but would have liked if he would have fought for the podium finish i mean i i think a, a lot of this alpine hype is also because a lot of the cars in the midfield are slower and it's also because of like sure the alpine has put straight line speed and it became more prominent because the last race we had was baku hmm. like that race is just straight after straight with some <laughs> twisty turny like two very long straights and same for canada like a little same for canada as well no canada not, is also very good straight and just that third sector right yeah no also in the first sector also there is a very good straight the not as long but yeah there is yeah. there is one straight but i mean sure but i, I think alonso's car had some problems also hmm something alonso car i'm not sure but yeah no, it is I difficult don't... to overtake the alpine set for sure yeah Charles needed okay so we're done talking about qualifying yeah. uh, i think it was an interesting qualifying and we were everybody waited with like i was like oh my god oh my god can it happen i i still think russell's risk was well worth it even if it did not did not do anything but it's okay he tried something he did not succeed yeah it's worth it it it's worth it like if it would have been yeah there was uh, uh, yeah if he had done this in q2 i would have been like that was stupid like sure that mercedes is making progress but you would want to start as high up as you can in qualifying like you would want to qualify as high up as you can yeah i, I think charles should also have gone for because it was a 10 mm. place 10 place drop right worst comes to worst he would have qualified let's say fourth or fifth and he would have started from 15th i think he was one person who should have gone out i think because he started from 19th he wasted a lot of his time in but i mean maybe but i think what they thought was like this race is not for uh, like you know to take risk it is only to gain points and that's what he did he finished what 7th or 8th 5th charles no 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 there no no, no. Were, not 5th there were two alpines nine the uh, after the mercedes no no charles was 5th okay max carlos luis george and charles 5th yeah yeah 
ஒன்னும் at least 5 6 cars ahead that would have and of course you have like the first first lap chaos somebody might do something and they might have to stop for uh, you know changing their front wing or something like that there, there are always so many things that can happen in a first lap where you might gain a position advantage and i think uh, i know for ferrari it a lot of it was damage limitation but i i don't think that um that ferrari is so slow that it could not have made its way all the way to the front mm. I, i think he he should have tried for q3 so anyways let's come to the race uh pretty boring first lap <laughs> i would say <laughs> <laughs> the minute uh max was leading i was like oh man this is going to be a boring race because fernando alonso was so i was under the impression that lewis would um go to p3 max would be p2 fernando would be p1 carlos sainz would fuck up his start and maybe george would be either fifth or sixth because he was he would make up places or something like this is what the picture i had in my head but sainz had had a good start he stuck to his third position at least like every other race he fucks up his starts and then does a recovery drive and this time he was like no i'm going to do it right i'm like why why like just make this race spicy but it was good it was it was in no way like the like a boring race it was interesting it was fun and i think kudos to mercedes and kudos to lewis this time they did not hesitate pitting under safety cars like every time there was a safety car beat virtual beat full safety car they pitted they were like yes we can pit we can take those risks i think lewis is learning i think he's seen how many times george has had that advantage and i think just generally throughout the course of the race they could feel that the car was doing well so yeah. i think lewis was more confident of you know because they did not waste any time the minute there was a safety car they pitted mm. and which was good because they they saved up on a lot of time in pit stops but speaking of time saving how bad <laughs> were the ferrari pit stops and we'll get to mclaren in a bit or we'll get to mclaren in a bit but like no but my question is who is the indian in the garage i want to know yeah how is the cello tape and duct tape coming out every day i know i know how is it how is this now becoming or like has it always been that way and we are just getting to know because what happened in baku with the duct tape i don't know i don't know they just like i don't even know cello tape this time it was not even duct tape duct tape yeah it is it was cello tape i i use it to uh, like you know bind the papers and all <laughs> use cello tape on an f1 car Why? i i don't know man i it's it's mind boggling that uh, you know that is i mean this, this is so much fun this year it is so full of jogad i'm loving it yeah and i'm man. just wanting to understand who is the indian or the gujarati in the garage <laughs> like what is happening uh, i don't know man uh, whatever it is uh, it happened it happened that's, yeah that uh, that's all i can say but the pit stops ferrari okay so um, i have this book club thing that happens on kothok server and we finished the book club and by the time we finished with it the race had started and coincidentally everybody on that call was also a formula 1 fan oh nice so we i was sort of on this we see the entire time when we were watching the race all of us and um, and my god i got so frustrated and under those pit stops i was like ferrari water 3.7 seconds like your driver is trying to go from the back of the grid to front how can you do 3.7 seconds <sighs> 
I have no words. Ferrari needs some good people in the garage. Ferrari needs to remember what Ferrari is, or rather, what they were. Like they were a formidable force back in early two thousand. And I mean, like we have no words, no words, no words. Like Monaco, like that strategy was. to you by your driver you should only thing they had to do was say oh you know what this sounds like a good idea we should do it for charles as well that was their only task just arrive at that conclusion i mean uh pit stop and then uh ferrari ferrari and, does what ferrari does yeah and i mean you know how i pray for a red bull dnf every single race <laughs> When Perez stopped, I shouted, "Wrong Red Bull! <laughs> <laughs> That's not the Red Bull I want to." <laughs> oh my god! It was so much fun. It was live commentary is so much fun. Like my my entire frustration was so evident. Let's talk about the most frustrating thing in that uh, in the pit stops, which was McLaren. Oh, the best pit stop of the season. I What was that? Like, okay, you wanted to double stack. Okay, I get it. You put Daniel Ricciardo first. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Where are the tires for Lando Norris? And you know you're double stacking, so you have to make sure. I think Daniel and Lando did not have a lot of time in between them. So, if you're going to do a double stack, you make sure that. you have first you make sure that you have both sets of tires ready and then you make sure that whoever is the first driver who's coming in you don't fuck up their uh, pit stop dan ricardo's pit stop was 6 seconds and, and you have you- lando norris and <laughs> lando norris is waiting there waiting for daniel to go out daniel ricardo drives out and lando norris is sitting there like there are uh, no tires there are no tires <sighs> Something like this happened even with the Mercedes. Uh, I forgot. No, they did a double stack, but they executed no, no. it perfectly. No, no, no. They executed once very well, but there was once I think it was Mercedes. I don't know, but this has happened before. So that's why it was not that shocking for me because something like this has happened before. In no, it, I, because... what I remember is uh, I think uh, 2016 Monaco Daniel Ricciardo's pit stop with red. Oh no, 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 no! This was the uh, Russell one. uh bahrain russell or bottas pit stop when they f- uh, fitted the old russell tires or bottas tires in the other one bottas got the uh, older tires puncher. and yeah, yes. yeah bottas and he got, got the, the puncher tires. yeah yeah i mean see you <laughs> double need to plan double stacking yeah double stacking is very difficult it's if it not makes, executed properly yes it makes sense when there is like a 10 10 second gap between the two drivers sure it makes sense i mean it of course depends on where you are situated in the alpine did a good double stack if uh, alpine did a really mercedes good double also stack. did a good double stack they all like there are teams who can execute it and it's not that difficult it depends on how much distance there is between your drivers how efficiently yeah. you can actually do a pit stop and where you are situated in the pit lane if your drivers are not 10 seconds away then you need to ensure that the pit stop is not more than 2.5 or 3 seconds yeah and i mean if if there is even the slightest chance that it cannot happen pit the driver that is behind first and then in the next lap pit the because it's yeah. a, it's a safety car it's going to last until two laps like it will last for at least two laps Yeah, you'll any which way get the ten second benefit which you are getting. Yeah, so you will get it, but to call in your drivers and then have such <laughs> stupid pit stops, and especially I loved Miklar- how Lando in the during that interview was like, "Yeah, a race car cannot drive without tires." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> really, like, Lando." Well, there, there were no tires, and to drive a car, you need tires. Like he can't. I I feel bad for the guy. Like, what can he say? What can he say? He's just narrating what we saw on the TV because he's also like, I I can't believe my team did that. Like, because uh, they, because it was like bombarded the minute that uh, virtual safety car was uh, 
put out or announced or whatever like i i think it's an announcement because there it's a virtual safety car there's no virtual car yeah. driving on the track right so as soon as the message got out everybody came in for pits right yeah. so i could see only on the like the um, bottom right i'm just seeing looking at who is in the pits and like it has that small window where they're showing the pit stop time i mm. shouted at the top of my lungs as like what are you doing six seconds six seconds stop for daniel ricardo daniel ricardo was actually like he was fighting for like the ninth and tenth position but i think he was he was doing okay he was not doing phenomenally well but he was doing okay he was doing okay it was pretty evident that they did not have any pace at all i don't know where that pace has gone since australia and emola i i have no idea where the that their pace has gone but um i mean they are having some issues mclaren are facing some issues that's of course yeah and when you know that your car does not have the pace you have to ensure that your drivers don't lose time under pit stops and <sighs> and also the worst thing i would say is that like making that mistake was really bad because that costed both the drivers their chances to get points yeah Yeah, man. I mean, when points are so difficult to get, this is pathetic. Yeah, I mean, I I totally totally agree. Lando Norris lost a total of forty three seconds in the pit lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first stop, and I mean, like your average time lost in a well executed pit stop is somewhere around twenty three seconds. And mm. for and for so so for Daniel Ricciardo, he lost twenty seconds. 27 seconds okay that was bad but still not that bad because he lost an average of 3 or 4 seconds lando norris first pit stop he lost 43 seconds 40 fucking 3 seconds this was so poorly executed if they were not sure they should have asked daniel to complete to come in the next lap they should have pitted lando norris first and by the time they would have completed his pit stop they would have had time to get uh, whatever set of tires they wanted for daniel and then they could have pitted daniel but right. there are two sets of engineers in that team right so no 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 how... pit, pit, there is only one pit only no? one pit crew yeah 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 i'm sure Th- that is why they have to double stack otherwise there will be no question of double stacking if there were two pit crews no but then what i'm saying is that at the uh, ricardo's tires and everything at mm. least he does not have the pit crew but he has the engineers right is what i'm saying that's what so, i'm saying like the, the, the engineer... i don't know what andreas and zack brown are doing i don't <laughs> know what they are doing because this is such a bad call and like at least from baku you see like mclaren has made such bad uh, calls when it comes to strategy I, i don't understand what is what has happened i really really don't and it's just it's sad mm-hmm. so but i mean i don't know man it's it's just sad and i feel i feel bad for for both the mclaren drivers because uh, like i think even in baku they did have the potential to get more points at least for daniel ricardo at least with with the strategy that he was on had they allowed him to overtake lando norris and go on uh those hard tires are as much as he could he could have gotten well into the points and that late safety car i think there was a safety car right yeah it, there was for kevin magnussen there was a safety car and he could have pitted under the safety car and he could have finished higher in points would have uh gained some some better points at least and it's so important for daniel to like get that confidence in that car they just they keep fucking it up with these stupid strategy calls and it's just it's i don't want to be a mclaren fan anymore i don't i don't need to be i mean mercedes is coming back it's i think it's pretty evident yeah. i'm so scared of what what would happen to them in canada because it's also a fairly straight track uh, i mean like it has long straights but i i don't think they were bouncing as badly as they were in baku yeah, yeah 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 they were not they were not they were not they had some it pretty sorted signs on the other hand was bouncing like shit bouncing like shit yeah yeah true agree so mm, but man it is so 
so good to see mercedes doing better yes uh, it is i'm so happy me too so 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 happy uh, towards the end i was scared that charles might overtake russell oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when yes, yes 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 i remember oh yeah charles overtook ocon i remember this i remember this just now because i remember praying okay, please 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 russell if it comes to please defend like a lion please don't don't lose the position yeah. please i i i tweeted that from our account as like alonso in qatar 2021 tell us the one to defend like a lion 11 races later Esteban defends like a lion because that defense against Charles was good i mean granted Charles was losing his tires but still mm. i mean he was in a fucking ferrari it's one of the best cars on the track like one of the fastest cars on the track right now yeah and it's it's a bit it was a bit shocking for me because i was like sure i get it that your tires are going but ocon did not have drs in the last sector like charles was very close to him so he had drs but mm. esteban did not and he was still not able to and that's why i think he should have gone out in q3 because he would have started at at worst if it was just a 10 place grid drop if it was like he is going to start at the back of the grid no matter what he does then i can understand but i don't think mm. that was it because what i heard was that he would get a 10 place grid drop i think it still worth so if charles had gotten pole in qualifying he would have started 11th and that would have made his task a lot more easier than you know starting 19 mm, yeah especially because i i don't think it was as dangerous in qualifying like i mean of course you have you always have the option of you know because it's a wet track there's always a chance that you can go off the track but i i think charles is not that bad a driver in wet i mean we we've seen a wet qualifying imola was wet qualifying right yeah imola was wet qualifying so i, I don't charles think that... a, charles is a good wet race driver I won't say the best but he is good he he can manage in wet yeah so i think i i still think he should have gone out uh, i know the see there are a lot of races left anything can happen this that blah 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 i've considered everything but i still think that you know ferrari cannot um, keep losing these chances like after a point in the season you will start saying that there is not enough time left for ferrari to catch up and i i think the point is already very close yeah we are nine races see it's not just about um, ferrari catching up if max continues winning there will come a point way early into the season when mathematically nobody can compete for the championship mm. we've seen that happen right vettel has won mm. championships like that hamilton has won championships like that there comes a point there have come points early on in the championship before the season is over when mathematically nobody can win the championship 2020 yeah. lewis hamilton they can try and fight all they want but they cannot win they cannot like even if uh, like i mean i am under the assumption that that scenario is considering that the driver who's leading the championship dnfs for every every race and the next driver gets the maximum points which is 26 mm. right but even then there have been times when nobody can realistically win i don't let's know just, if that is how the calculation is done that's what i'm saying like let's just hope that uh, something like this doesn't happen i'm just hoping that mercedes faces consistent but see the thing is that even if even if mercedes has found its space i think the fight between mercedes and ferrari would be for constructor championship i don't i know russell is very high up in the uh, like he's third in the in the ranking in the standings driver standings but max is too far ahead like no sorry he's fourth in the fourth in the standings but max is oh no he's 64 points ahead max right yeah, yeah. he is he uh, leclerc is just points. one point behind uh, perez no three points ah I'm yeah i'm sorry three that. points yeah three so points. charles is three points behind and george is uh, 64 points behind 
so yeah i mean technically if george wins a couple of races maybe but that's a that's a very big if you know because mm. because it's not like he would have to ensure that he finishes ahead of max perez carlos and charles i mean unless they don't have any more dnfs so uh, i i find it hard to believe but let's see i mean next race is silverstone you know what london weather is i'm just hoping we get a wet race like a full wet race like okay. I, i i want that to happen because that's it's just it's fun it makes it fun and i hope wet tires are used in the race and not just mm, qualifying let's hope that happens yeah, yeah but I mean, also even, uh, like i want an opinion of yours so i don't know if it's an unpopular opinion or a popular opinion by now but mm. i would much rather have a mercedes uh, like or like uh, like russell or hamilton in the top 3 or the top 2 uh, drivers and mercedes uh, second i think it's a realistic ask come as after looking to what they have done in the in these yeah, races i mean it, i can see it happening it depends on how much uh, red bull is going to screw over uh, sergio perez for making sure that max wins because i think uh there are not going to be straight out team orders unless absolutely necessary but i think checo will always be on a shitty strategy compared to max so but i am saying even if checo is not i am just talking about from the pure potential of how the two mercedes drivers have been doing in the last couple of races yeah. so just from that point of view also i think that now they understand and have realized the true potential of the car of i think dude every so, time we say this mercedes has a bad result let's just let's not say it okay every time we say this it always happens but i would say that they have been fairly consistent i mean baku of course it was difficult Mm. in uh you know but baku still they finished fourth and sixth yeah right? exactly that's what i'm saying like even baku a race that was so difficult um they did fairly well so i think it's i don't think it's unreasonably bad and i will not consider monaco because you you can't do, if you don't qualify and i mean we've seen people who've not had good qualifyings but in monaco if you don't have a good qualifying you are fucked for the entire race so yeah. you can't that's like it's two hours wasted so if if i take out monaco and if i just look from spain onwards like at least till miami we knew they had problems spain mm. mercedes third and fifth okay azerbaijan third and fourth and then canada again third and fourth i i i, I see i can see that sustained momentum kind of a thing like monaco you can't do anything if you if you qualified you qualified if you have not you're fucked so i will not take monaco result into consideration if there is no fair way to overtake there is no point so mm-hmm. i think i think they have good sustained momentum and i think next race home race for both the drivers and if there is a chance that we get a wet race there are chances that something crazy can happen so yeah let's see let's let's just pray for a wet race mm. wet race would be fun in silverstone i mean so far like so the weather app shows the next 10 days forecast only so i'm not too sure as to what the weather is going to be for that weekend but it um in the next couple of days it does show some showers happening mm. so i am fairly optimistic of a possibility that so right now it shows this weekend there is going to be rain friday okay. saturday sunday this weekend not the next weekend this weekend yeah, this and weekend. then it shows tuesday there is a chance of rain 30% chance of rain and then wednesday right now it's only showing me till wednesday so wednesday it's again going to be partly cloudy Okay. so there is a chance we might get rains which would be interesting so yeah i'm looking forward to that let's see but fingers crossed hmm, fingers crossed 
I think Mercedes has a good chance to be the third best team right now. I don't know how much of a chance they have challenging Ferrari and Red Bull. I it depends if Carlos can find his pace in the Ferrari then maybe but he does not have race pace right. Mm, yeah that he does have that for sure. Yeah so hmm let's let's hope so. Okay, talking about more frustrating things, Lance Stroll. I was screaming at my TV for him to pit because that DRS train was so frustrating. Oh man. Oh. Mm. I mean, there's there, there's nothing to say, and I think it, it's just <laughs> it's so. It, what surprised me the most was that Charles was also stuck in that DRS train. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I've not watched Formula One for a very long time, but have you ever seen like one of the fastest car on tracks being stuck in a DRS train? I find it a little difficult because you already have that straight line speed advantage and this and that, or whatever. Like, it's time for Ferrari to turn up their engine. You know, in the starting of the season when Ferrari was so fast and there was so much hype around yeah. them and. Ferrari has said that we have not even tuned our engine to perform at a hundred percent. I it's high time Ferrari that you do it. <laughs> I think they just forgot. They forgot. forgot like, let, let our engine work at seventy percent, eighty percent, whatever it is that it is working on. Let it at least do that, and then we'll see what we can do to turn it up. So, but yeah, um, I'm I'm also a little hopeful that. Red Bull's reliability problems are not over because of what happened to Perez. But I hope to have some of those DNFs inflicted on the other Red Bull as well. I will always <laughs> play for, I'll never stop praying for that. So, yeah. You would always want a Red Bull DNF for car number one. Car number one this season. And I mean, there is a chance that he would be car number one next season as well. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I would always want that. But uh, yeah. Anything else that we want to talk about? I think it mm. was a fairly straightforward race. There is some... There are some uh, portions of the race that were interesting, but it was like a high and a low, like something interesting would happen, that would happen, and then there will be like a lull, and you're like, okay, there are people stuck in a DRS train, there's nothing happening in the front, like there are substantial gaps formed and I remember like there were five, six laps where we just saw that land stroll DRS train because there's nothing else happening. Like even the TV directors know that it's a DRS train, nothing is going to happen, but there is nothing else to show. Yeah, so that's why they just had Yeah, like, so okay. they were like, if anything can happen, it will happen in this DRS train. Hmm. And that's what they showed. So yeah, it was like a high, there was a high where I was like very much involved. And then there was a low where thankfully I was talking to other people and I could, yeah, we could have conversations. But yeah, okay. So while we were talking to, while we were talking when we were watching the race, um, this person asked mm-hmm. me, he asked that if next year uh, mm-hmm. Mercedes has a, a title contending car, mm-hmm. Do you think they would support Lewis for the championship or George? I think they will do what they did during the Hamilton Nico era. They will let both the fight uh, racers fight. I think they would. Uh, they would do what they do did in twenty sixteen, where they knew Nico would retire after he won. Which <laughs> is like Hamilton will will retire after he gets that eighth, and they will do that, and then George would be the chosen star. Mm. I think the if Abu Dhabi hadn't happened, like what <laughs> happened hadn't happened, I think we wouldn't have seen Lewis this year. I think fairly possible, fairly possible. But I think him coming this year is blessing because that is helping for Mercedes, George a lot. Yes. For yes. Mercedes and George, I would say to an extent because George gets to be under the supervision of such a good racer. And I think Lewis will also have, if he wins the championship next year, he will also be, I don't know if this is true or not, but like, is he going to be the first driver to have won champion, championships in three different eras? I think he will yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, he will be. Right? He will be. So, so that is also something. That's a, that's a good record to have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Compared I mean, to the other a, record. <laughs> yeah, there is 
there is still a chance that you know this is not the last lewis hamilton that is going to come in the sport right there there are yeah, always going to, sure. every every generation is going to see a great at some point or the other so this is not the last lewis hamilton and i mean i think there would have been a time when people would have thought that schumacher's record will also not be broken of seven championships Mm. but it's but not think... broken yet it's been equaled but it's not broken yeah. yet so there is always a chance but like winning a championship in three different eras hmm not everybody that, can perform that well that in... consistently yeah so i and think that would be i also don't think of... that anyone can be that consistent as well like we have seen time and time again how difficult it is to win back to back races nonetheless back to back championship yeah i mean it depends on again need mercedes in the title fight because ferrari just does not know how to win sorry honey badger but like <laughs> ferrari does not know how to honey win badger is going to leave the podcast because of you in every episode you I'm have said i'm sure he will agree ferrari. with me i'm sure he is as rep- you know what let's go on the chat right i don't know if he's awake or not but let's let's ask him i'm sure he thinks the he's same he's not way. here he's not here he's not here but like on the chat yeah okay but uh, like our group chat okay i think he's not mm-hmm. even online but we'll we'll ask him tomorrow and yeah i i'm telling you he probably thinks the same he is perhaps more disappointed in ferrari than i am because i have started following uh, i've i'm supporting them this year because mercedes was not good and i was like i'm not going to support red bull so like i mean that's the only reason <laughs> i am supporting ferrari so yeah so he's probably more disappointed and he's probably going to be more harsh than what i am to ferrari mm-hmm. so He's going to agree with me. Yeah, he wanted the Ferrari double DNF in Monaco. <laughs> yeah, he was anti-jinxing Charles for Monaco, but like, yeah, I think Hani Baja said that he wants Ferrari to win the the constructor championship. And yeah. right now, I think Ferrari is in a place where they might come third in the constructors. In the constructors. So yeah, because Red Bull has consistency and. Mercedes has missed a consistency. Yeah, I mean, Mercedes is just forty points behind them in constructors right now. Damn, that's just, just one points. race. Just forty. Another double Ferrari DNF, and they will pass. Mm. And I mean, at least since um, like Mercedes, the only race where both the drivers have not scored points is Zemola for Mercedes. Yeah, no, because. No, no. Lewis yeah. was stuck in that DRS train at the back. But Charles, ah, uh, Charles, I'm sorry. Russell finished in. So some... that's what I said. I said mm. in which both the drivers have not scored points. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, or else Hamilton has always been in points one or the other way, like in or high or in yeah, low. yeah, yeah. Even if he finishes tenth, he he's still scoring yeah. a point, right? So even though he doesn't consider tenth as a point, consider tenth as a point. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i understand your point so yeah so um if they carry this momentum and i i don't think they've lost that momentum like if nothing else they are at least consistently getting points like even mm. if they are not at the top they are at least in the top 10 yeah so the only race where they did not have both the drivers was emola and which is just because it's a shitty track to overtake but all things aside i think um, there is a good chance that by the end of the season we might see ferrari finish third in constructors <coughs> yeah it is very possible if they don't improve then yeah yeah because i think i think i'm not sure if this is going to be true or not but i think so that if if there is a next big set of um, upgrades that are going to come they are either going to be in britain which is silverstone mm. because that's that's home for majority of uh, you know your racing teams you don't have to pay a lot for freight and everything because that's it's easy to get those upgrades there or worst okay. comes to worst it's going to come somewhere in the second half maybe spa or monza or something so hmm. okay yeah i mean typically i haven't i would say spa because it's a balanced track so you know it's a good way to test it you have your you have a good 
straight towards the end the last mm-hmm. sector and then you have a good twisty turny sector 1 and 2 um, that's going to help you understand how your car is doing in corners like it's a it's a good balance track when you have high speed corners you have straights you have um, you have slow speed corners that penultimate chicane like i i think that that's a spa just don't don't go from the the calendar i love this one <sighs> Yeah, so I I think uh, Britain and at max there might be one one more set of upgrades. Mm, the final set. Except Haas because Haas has not gotten any upgrades till now. So what is what is Gunther doing? I don't understand why is he not upgrading. Yeah, exactly. Like if you look at Haas, they have had good results in the first couple of races. Hmm. But after that, they've just they've not been anywhere. True, like, Haas and even Alfa Romeo to an extent. Like in the initial, like you know, there was that Bottas is outperforming Lewis and blah blah blah. Yeah. Where is all that now? But at least like Alpha has shown significant improvement in the sense that uh, you know they are sixth right now and they're only six po- points behind Alpine. So it's not that bad because like your constructor. Uh, position is also going to determine what amount of money you get so like alpha has they've significantly improved because i think last year they were eight Hmm. they've already made up two places and there is still a chance that they might make up another place yeah true so um i think that there is potential in alpha and alpha i think their worst problem is so if i look at alpha okay first uh, so starting from bahrain i will tell you how many points they have scored like this is including both the drivers so mm. 9041268210 so they've only had two races where they've not scored any points whereas if i look at haas 10 points in bahrain two in saudi three in imola and that's it mm. that's it and all of them come from magnuson yeah and so sure they are not last they are second last that I, i i don't think that's an improvement and i think they they do have i mean sure they are only one point behind um, behind aston martin but again aston martin the advantage is that we give a lot of shit to lance stroll but he's at least still able to do something like let me look at how many races aston martin has not scored aston martin has not scored in four races out of nine they've not scored in four races so that okay, consist- that's a good ratio yeah that that consistency is important so yeah i think i don't know has what the reason for them is to not bring upgrades but i think it's high time they should because other teams are improving yeah they need upgrades and they need upgrades asap yeah so i i hope they bring something in uh, silverstone i think uh, a lot of teams uh, will i think mclaren will bring up should bring upgrades at least they should understand what is wrong with their car um, i think they will i think they will bring upgrades yeah and i mean of course the new technical directive that has come for the for poisoning issue that is also going to have some effect uh, for these uh, these teams right I, i haven't had any time to research upon that if i do maybe we can do another episode on that over the weekend but like i've not had time to go through it but yeah that is also going to change a lot of things for the teams that are facing poisoning which to in all fairness is like every team except mclaren red bull has controlled it a lot mm. alpha has controlled it a lot yeah and with the exception of mercedes and ferrari which like these two teams had the most extreme form of poisoning but the other teams are also suffering it's just yeah. a, it's just very track dependent so i i think that is also going to cause some some changes and while i don't know the specifics i think kudos to fia for not bringing in an upgrade in such a way that is going to take away from anybody's advantage i think what they've done is they from my little understanding is that they've given a, a limitation as to how much your car can poise Mm. so you will not see extremes like we saw in baku with mercedes so 
yeah yeah i think the implementation of those uh, technical directives will have to see and we'll also have to see what uh, fia will do if the team does not meet those requirements like i think that remains to be seen like what if they've tried everything that they can increasing ride height this that whatever mm-hmm. it is that they can do and but if the car still porpoises what are they going to do are they going to say that no your car cannot compete no i think they will then train the driver to handle porpoising better i think that's the alternative no but i i don't think so like they are going to run their uh, setups and everything in free practice i don't think there is enough time for any driver to get used to uh, you know getting poised for two two hours over one weekend like that that's not like mercedes the, they were facing problems for so long and we still saw like we knew lewis and george they were both getting special trainings in um, what do you say in they were doing vertical training in the gym to to cope up with it better and it was still so much so bad for both of them i don't think a driver's ability to cope with poisoning is going to develop over one week hmm. that remains to be seen like I, again i'll have to do my research on it before i can say anything else but yeah uh, i think they did a fairly good amount of job a uh, fairly good job to let's uh, hope they continue this yeah let's hope so anyways uh, it feels weird uh praising fia so much but it's okay. <laughs> better than not praising them at all so yeah all right um oh damn uh we have to do predictions right yeah uh, i don't have to start maintaining my notebook again all right so okay you did not give any predictions because yeah. even if we done. don't do a race preview we are we have a very fair competition and shakuni very fairly said that since he can't make any predictions before qualifying he is not going to make any predictions which is very commendable so kudos to yeah. you shakuni thank you thank you but you don't get any points so yeah, yeah it's okay okay so okay honey badger's predictions were max perez charles fastest lap to max so he gets two points there for predicting max is going to win mm-hmm. then he said vettel into q3 in quali which did not happen vettel yeah. in top 8 in the race which did not happen and vettel Ooh. in points which of course did not happen my reply to that prediction was you could have just predicted vettel in lord vettel mode but anyways okay and kramer had a very good prediction league i would say so he went for max sainz checo so he gets four points oh. right there fastest lap to checo which is not true because sainz got the fastest lap then mm. he said George beat Hamilton did not happen. Happened. Yeah. And at happen. least two DNFs, so one point there. Albon beat Latifi, which is like I could have given that point to him right then and there. I mean, without the race beginning. Yeah, in a, the only way that happens is if Albon does not finish the race. So, so he gets six points, and I predicted Perez, Max, Alonso. Oh. um fastest lap to max which also did not happen then i said at least one red flag or safety car or virtual safety car in the race which did happen i said vettel beats stroll Obviously. which did not happen and i said danny reckon points which could have happened if it wasn't for that damn stupid pit stop but yeah uh, i get one point one point yeah it's so okay. i'm not i did not lose a lot yeah you did not and like i i don't think anybody lost much because none of us scored much and Only kramer is played. so kramer is so far behind that it does not even matter <laughs> <laughs> so nice. yeah yeah anyways that's that's all for canada that brings us to the end of this episode thanks bro for joining and thank you everybody thank you. for listening if you like the episode please share it with your friends hit on the notification bell so that you get notifications when you when we release an, a new episode if you have any feedback for us or if you want us to cover anything or if you want to be part of the podcast please write to us at over the curb podcast at the rate gmail.com you can also reach out to us on instagram at over the curb podcast and on twitter at over the curb pod i am having a lot of fun 
trying to make memes. Making memes is not my forte, but I have but done a couple it. for. You are learning it, yeah. I'll yeah, I am learning it. And if you go to our Instagram right now, uh, the cat meme that I've posted—that's my cat. That's like that's literally that's my cat. That's not a meme template. friend <laughs> Hi everyone this is the friend she was talking to at 5 in the morning because we all don't have any life no life yeah in all likelihood yes so yeah until um, next time silverstone yeah uh, bye bye bye